Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. There is nothing like f***ing winning, man. There is nothing like winning. And I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter if it's freaking dominoes, it's spades, it's bourree, it's croquet, it's f***ing chess, it's preseason, ass kicking. It does not matter, man. Winning is winning. And it feels good, man. We're winning. Always. Welcome to another edition of the Hard Knocks podcast presented by Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis, and to my left, in studio, ah! the tiny box to my tugboat. <laughs> Tug box. Wow. She's pro-grit, anti-fragile. Mm-hmm. She's our airline pilot with zero flight experience, Colleen Wolf. False. That's false. I have... Almost That's a private right. pilot's license, and I have multiple hours, and I graduated flight school, my ground school. So you should be the one playing defense for the Lions. Did triple source. <laughs> I don't think so. My <laughs> fault. Oh, your old man worked as yeah. a uh, air traffic controller. Kind of, kind of butchered that intro of you there. I know. What's up, Colleen? We're together for episode three of Hard Knocks here yeah. in Englewood at the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, and how beautiful. It is, and uh, I assume if you're listening to this, you probably maybe understand that reference. But Dan Campbell was pumped. Dan oh my Cam- God. All right, Dan Campbell's always pumped about everything. At all times, he's com- he's his insanity or his intensity it's borders kind of insane. on insanity. <laughs> and uh, but I do, I will say like that line. There's always one that stops me in my tracks with Dan Campbell. But when they're looking to get the defensive stop in the week two preseason game against the Colts that they couldn't get the week before. And he's on the sideline. And once again, I think he's talking into his headset, but kind of just talking to himself. And this is, this is how he explains like the reward for a defensive player that saves the day. This is what Dan, this is what Dan said. I was a lot of three and out or turnover. If anybody gets a punch out here and they can fly the plane home themselves. They can literally pilot the f***ing plane. What a terrifying prize that is. That is. That's what you would get if you were 
you know, David Blau the week before when you blew the game on a fumble. Right. Oh, now if you want to be on this team, land the goddamn plane. And, and, and no one else is on it but you. You got to take off and you got to land it, too. I mean, that is an interesting reward system that Dan Campbell has going on. I just love how excited he gets over everything. I mean, clearly he's talking about, like, if he wins croquet. Is it croquet? I think I think it was because I'm thinking yeah. like croquette, which croquette. is a food. I think it's spelled like croquette, but or it's crocheting croquet. would also maybe that be is in there. Knitting, but, right? Okay, cro croquette. Let's just go with it. Yeah, and he gets so excited about everything. He does. he does, and he mentioned chess, and he's like, Dan's not playing chess, but no. that that mm-hmm. doesn't matter. I think what does matter is something we alluded to in episode two. That episode one was all sunshine and rainbows. It was all. We are we got grit for uh-huh. days and we love each other and we have fun and all this. And then episode two was a reminder after the meltdown at the end of the preseason game. Oh, yeah. But this team went three and 14 mm-hmm. and there are there are a lot of reasons to be excited, but also they have so much work to do. So, yes, it's a preseason game and, and much loved NFL films for being able to squeeze drama out of preseason football because I just I, I struggle with it uh, as part of my job. Uh, but like now we see, yes, positive feelings, winning. This team now has to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they have – NFL Films has the perfect main character to squeeze drama out of the preseason. Dan Campbell is like a dream for Hard Knocks producers. And just think about the fact that – if Dan Campbell is getting this excited about winning a preseason game, like imagine what happens if they go on, like if they win two in a row in the regular season. I, I'm his head explodes, worried. and Aaron Glenn's the interim coach. It, exactly. Yeah. Like we will have to check on him. He's going to need a life alert bracelet, <laughs> maybe like a jazzy for the stairs. I don't know, but it could get ugly. I, you know, I and this again, I don't want to temper the excitement around the Lions and Dan Campbell, but I was texting with our good friend, handsome Hank who's a Dolphins fan, and we were talking about Hard Knocks and how Dan Campbell's so fun to watch, and he's so energetic, and he's just a great guy for a documentary series. But then you're like, is, is he a head coach, though? Is, 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 is he ultimately an amazing guy on a coaching staff? Or is he is he really head coach material? We still have to see that. And I, I want think that him gets to lost. be. We all want it. Like, I need and it. When, you see, when people now start running out their playoff uh, predictions – uh, as we get closer to the start of the regular season, you're going to see a lot of football experts mm-hmm. put the Lions in as the second wild card in the NFC because we all want it. I just I don't want to be hurt because I don't want to see him get exposed by a Matt LaFleur or Kevin O'Connell or whoever else he's going to be going up head to head. But maybe that's again going back to episode one, Connie, when I said maybe I had the Metallica kids wrong. I have to stop thinking of him as a meathead because Dan Campbell is more than that. Dan, I I hate to break this to you. Yes. You've been doing hard knocks for how long? I now? mean, I'm like years? 25 and, years, maybe okay. 11 and, years. And you still haven't protected yourself from the potential hurt <laughs> down the road when you start believing in these teams? I mean, I'm of a course Jets he's fan, going Colleen. to hurt you. Like, th- this team is not going to be that great this year. I mean, they are building, but 
Hopefully they can surprise us. My favorite thing about Dan Campbell, well, I mean, there's just so many different things. Because (laughs) in the beginning of the show, when he's using his pants as an analogy that he grabbed out of his locker. Do we want to listen to the pants stuff? We got to get into the pants. Okay. Oh, no, I don't have the pants. No? Okay. I have Depends, which is similar. Oh, Depends and Pants. I get it. Yeah. Do you want to, since you brought it up, do you want to just play the Depends line? (laughs) Alex, you got your Depends on this morning? It's vital. You're coming off of diarrhea. You always got to wear the Depends. I'm just saying, it's Matt like Foley. is yeah, is Matt Foley beating Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl? No, because they're not going to the Super Bowl, <laughs> not this year at least. But, but in the beginning of the show, he, I mean, also like, is he really calling out Anzalone for having a problem, or is he's just he's he just looked, messing with him, right? He, like, his pallor looked a little off in this episode, Anzalone. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if maybe he was under the weather. Also, his hair is much blonder than it used to be. That was oh, just on my radar. It's definitely bleach that's, blonde. All right. That's blonde, so, blonde on blonde crime there, and mm-hmm. I don't sign off on it. But no, I mean. Back to your point. Yes. So back to my point about the pants. Uh, in the beginning of the episode, right. Dan Campbell is addressing the whole team in that meeting room, and he says that he wanted to get pants um, from his locker, but like this is all he had. And then he starts going through this whole analogy <laughs> and unfurls a pair. A pair of pants, right? Like I don't, and I don't know what was in the pants. Was he that was, talcum powder, maybe? Maybe like baby powder of some sort. Yeah. But he was grit. essentially saying it was grit. That's <laughs> we finally figured out where the grit to has been stored, and pockets. it's in Campbell's locker <laughs> in his in his pants, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, like that whole whole scene was about how but, they just need to clean stuff right. up and how there's too much dirt and essentially well, too much dirt, shit in his pants. I believe the dirt was the. That what, how they blew the first preseason game. Blow they it, how they blowed it. Yeah, they blew, they blow that game. <laughs> they got to get all that dirt out of their pants mm-hmm. and move on. So it, t- it tied in very nicely. And oh, again, NFL films. It seems like they know what they're doing. You with know? this. tied in very nicely at the end of the episode where they get the stop on the two point conversion. We'll get to that. We'll right. get to the preseason takeaways. But you know, I thought that the there's always a hard knocks episode where you really start to get to know some of the guys on the. Other end of the roster, uh, the underdogs. And this was a good – I thought they did a good job with this because sometimes you could see it in a hard knock season where they're trying to establish a guy and you don't necessarily connect with him and then you know that person's going to be involved for the rest of the show. I do – I'm interested in Malcolm Rodriguez, the young linebacker mm-hmm. who's um, seems to be finding his way in an unproven positional group. Khalil Pimpleton, the wide receiver uh, – and Obina Eze, the um, Nigerian player who obviously is trying to make it as an offensive lineman. These are three players that, you know, having watched a show enough, I know it's a possibility here that none of them make the final 53 and maybe they get on the practice squad. Um, so you can get sucked in and think all these guys are going to be stars. Uh, but I thought that all their arcs in this episode were interesting. And mm-hmm. I, I really have to say, Khalil Pimpleton, um, if we could start with him, I, I thought he showed some gumption. I thought I like the I like the onions on Pimpleton. It starts with again the He went for it. Yeah, the the guys that have to come up in front of the team in the meeting and and of course you have Hutch who did Billy Jean who mm-hmm. everybody loved and you had uh, Rodrigo who did a, a Latin dance of yep. some time like a salsa type dance and salsa salsa uh type <laughs> dance and they all love that. And then Pimpleton's like I juggle it's pretty And good. it starts with like, and I just, this is something I try to instill in my own two young sons. Just don't let people try to 
not tell you what what to do. Uh-huh. Like so, you hear this guy coming in from the background while he's trying to get his balls out to juggle. We don't want to see that. We don't want to see that. Exactly. But guess what? He told him to pipe down, and then he said, "I'm not singing a song," uh-huh. and he juggled. He, he did. juggled those balls, Colleen. Jesus. And listen, I was thinking while I was watching Pimpleton juggle. Tough name, too. Uh, Pimpleton, it is. It really, the whole, it's a sitch. Like he's a overcome sitch. a lot. But, his uniform doesn't fit. Oh, my gosh. I really felt for him in that moment because his uniform did look too big. And, like, when I am not comfortable in what I'm wearing, I can't do my job. Like, I did a full-on wardrobe change right. on Sunday night when we were doing the preseason show because my pants were too tight after the first show. And I was like, I can't think about anything else other than my pants right now. Wait, were the, were the, were the pants fine before the show? No, they and were then a they little were... tight before the show. And then when I sat down, I was like, this is untenable, this entire situation. So then I changed my pants and put flip-flops on, and I was fine. Good, good, good. But I was thinking, what would you do if you had to go in front of a team like that as a as a rookie and do some type of talent? Like, what would your talent be? Because mm. I have no idea what I would do. I can't bring an ice skating rink into the facility. Like, maybe I would... I would, I think, I think it's, and you will get to Josh Adams, the uh, stand-up king of Motown later. Um, he pointed out what Hutch, Aiden Hutchinson choosing like a R and B classic type song, mm-hmm. um, like Billie Jean. I would kind of lean toward that direction, a pop song that I could tell the room would connect with. And then I would do my best to sing it. That's what I would do personally. I think that's the safest move. Yeah. Uh, but there is there's something noble to me in 2022 about a, a young man with a $65,000 signing bonus juggling. Juggling tennis balls, too. Like, I just like it. I like him I think for he it. said $15,000 signing $15, bonus. $15,000 signing bonus oh, juggling. Man. Liked yeah. it. You know, that was gritty, I thought. That's it, what it was. It was. And so, you know, uh, best of luck to him. I do think that Rodrigo doesn't have a shot of getting cut. Like, I think that he's definitely going to make the team. The more I want, usually, like we say, with the hard knock seasons, you get more and more excited about the team. Team and by the end of the season, you're like, oh, 15 and two. Let's let's roll. Let's head to the uh, the buy round right. in the playoffs. I th- I think their linebacker group. It seems like a um, an atomic show of sorts. Dicey. It's dicey, and it seems like Rodrigo has a real chance to get it done. I thought the Obina Obina Eze. I don't know because his nickname's Easy, so we can yeah, just call, we'll him call him Easy, easy. going we'll call forward. Him easy. Uh, his story is really interesting. Obviously, that he uh, from Nigeria. Um, played basketball and eventually moved to football. And when he first got to America, which was only like seven or eight years ago, I think mm-hmm. he had never even seen like shoulder pads. Right. Uh, to see um, that he is now trying to make it. This is the hard knocks. This is a great hard knocks underdog story. And mm-hmm. seeing his family, his wife, uh, and his and his mother rooting him on that that was nice. It, it was. And you know, the, the thing that really stood out to me was. Hank Fraley, like, why do you have to be so aggressive? It just... It was some tough that, love from the offensive line coach. He was ragging on Easy for not being a good basketball player when clearly Easy is trying to make this team, too. Mm-hmm. And then when he's screaming at him in front of the whole, I guess, the position group, saying, you know, who are you cheating? And Easy's, like, clearly doesn't understand, like, what 
what he's trying to get at. And so he's right. like, nobody, I'm not cheating anybody. That felt like a very honest, genuine answer. Right. And, he didn't understand what the inference was there. Right. And Hank Fraley just like wasn't reading Railroaded that it. situation at he all. Was very, he was like, there's so! He was very Hank Fraley-like in that yeah. spot. It, it felt like you also missed the part where Hank Fraley, to use a Philadelphia legend, uh, in film went full Mick and was like, women, weak in legs. And it's just like, oh, oh dude, come on. Come on, Fraley, clean know. it up. Clean it I up. I know, that was super now, cringy. here's the thing, like with with uh, Easy, he was kind of either exhausted or dogging it um, in the film. You can't, maybe he's learning. I mean, the, mm. the eye in the sky doesn't lie and they're watching at all times and hopefully he grows from that through, uh, in part, a dressing down from a, a coach because that's part of what sports and football is about. Right. But I think you make a good point that there might have been something lost there um, in the uh, connection there. So, yeah, it's all right. And then we got to the chippy joint practices. I like that. It's a good transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Don't get any better than this. My God. All right, Dan. Listen, Dantalica, we understand that you're excited. We're excited. We're about to get oh, it. Oh, what a day. Yeah. Holy what a- dreams, brother. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just want to curse listening to him. Every time I hear him, like, I want to get a beer with him. I want to hang out with him. I feel like he would be such a good time. All right. Sean McVay, Dan Campbell, matching wits in December. Do we feel good about it? Oh, I guess so. We're matching grit. I feel great about it. Ooh, I feel grit about it. How far does grit take a team and a coaching staff? That is a good. That's a good test. To week one, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> learn a lot about the Detroit Lions. Yeah, so they had the joint practices, as you said, Colin. You've been you're well traveled in this world of NFL. That one of the best practice facilities in the league is at Indianapolis. Oh, it's gorgeous. It is, it's very Feel hot. Feel the dreams, brother. But it really... <laughs> Atta, baby. It, it was... It's a gorgeous facility. Like, I, I think that they're doing a great job down there in Westfield, Indiana. Very nicely done. Yeah. Uh, so, he, he... Campbell, like everything else, it's, it's life or death. This is a big deal, um, these practices. And he wants to show... Again, not just the Colts, but the world, that the the Lions aren't going to be pushed around anymore. And it was even funny because I think 90% of the well, – strong. 85% of the reason that Dan Campbell's into coaching is like because you can hit other people and beat people up. Right. And he, and he gives that speech before the first practice where he's like, listen, if anybody's fighting, if anyone fights, you're gone. Your evaluation's over. And then he's also like – I want to see you guys fighting out there. I I don't want you guys to take nothing from nobody. And Wait. I imagine if like that's a that's a tough needle to thread. Okay, so super conflicting messages <laughs> that Campbell is sending to the team because he says, "Paint your faces, sharpen your spears." Which I want to know, like what what has like, Dan Campbell seen? So it's like it's all right if you kill somebody, but if anybody fights, your evaluation's over. You're, You're out, out the door. Your day is done. And then at one point when we were watching the show because we all watched the show together this week. We we paused it because there was a shot of Campbell in his office and there was a lot of word art, which yes. I really wanted to see what the word art was behind him. What and was the- that store at the mall uh, in the <laughs> late 90s? Uh, Spencer's. No, not Spencer's. Uh, uh, time to remember? No, what was it? Um, it, it was in that. It was mm, Hot Topic. No, no. no. Graver, you're out of your depth. It was. <laughs> wow. It's not Hot Topic. Hot Topic is edgy. This was like a. Um, a place you go for motivational posters. Yeah, it, was a gift, it was like a gift shop. Things remembered? 
Was that it? I don't know. I but don't know. Anyway, this is where he got this stuff. Yeah, and so the one, the one. I can't word believe art... I just gave you, and you're out of your depth, Donnie from uh, Big Lebowski. <laughs> Sorry to go full uh, Goodman on you. There. We know all about malls, Graver. <laughs> uh, one of his word arts in his office was: a champion is someone who gets up when he can't. But if you can't get up, like it feels like a conflict. But a little you, un- bit. you understand. You know. You understand what it means. Again, that's all grit. It is. It's a grit situation. Uh, we had talked about in that practice, Jamal Williams was a uh, star of episode one, wasn't really in episode two. Episode three, I, I came out of the episode like being like, that was cool to see Jamal Williams, but he was he was like out of his mind in this practice. Like, All over the place. He was, he was <laughs> I don't know, like... The he, energy was off the charts. He had like charts. 17 hour energy before he went into that practice. He's, he played like a guy whose head coach gave a super confusing speech before the practice started. <laughs> he was also like beatboxing at one point. So he was like. <laughs> and then like throwing the ball to a couple kids in the stands. And it was like yeah, almost, way over overshooting. Yeah, almost them, knocked like... out a three year old boy. <laughs> but the way that he was jawing with. Zaire Franklin. I mean, that was that was a whole storyline, and we saw that whole thing on Twitter. And Franklin, well, yeah, was calling digger. him a bum. Yeah, what was going on? So, like we said, he was he was jawing constantly in the practice, Jamal Williams, over everything to the uh-huh. point where it just it felt like it had to be a little bit of a distraction. He was too amped up. And uh, on Twitter, what, what did you see there? So NFL Films tweeted like a little teaser clip. Nothing like a chippy joint practice popcorn emoji mm-hmm. with between Franklin and Jamal Williams. And Zaire Franklin quote tweeted the clip and said, only in the league can a bum lose three reps in a row and still yell like he won. Crying face emoji, crying, crying, laughing emoji. Hope you're ready to cry about another losing season, champ. Oh, no. And Connie, as you pointed out while we were watching, a well-placed bum is, is you know way more effective uh, than some type of uh, vitriol in terms of abusive language. Bum and- is like has a sweet spot for me, yeah? Jamal Williams replied to his tweet. Oh, amazing. (laughs) Sir, I literally made you look stupid in team (laughs) period when you missed an open field tackle and I ran you and the safety for a touchdown during team period. Please go about your business. Crying, laughing emoji, crying, laughing emoji. (laughs) You not bout that when it's go time. Okay. This is so petty. I am so in for this. Can can this episode just be graver reading quotes on (laughs) Twitter? It's a new podcast coming this fall. But. For me, the fact that there was a bum and a sir used, I mean, that. thank you, thank you, Twitter gods. Bum <laughs> is super underutilized, and this was, bum was a, a big word in our house growing up. I don't mm. know. I think it's like kind of a big thing in, in Philly, maybe, or maybe it is just my family, but. I'm going to go circle back to, I don't have a lot of Philly knowledge. I'm more a North Jersey mm. guy, but I know uh, Rocky's, go, hey, Paulie, you're a bum. Yeah. That's like my, how I know it. My grandmother always used to say, to us about our grandfather, he's a bum. And so that's the first time I learned about it. <laughs> I love that. Um, one of my favorite moments of unintentional comedy uh, this season, and maybe in several seasons on Hard Knocks, uh, comes via assistant head coach, running backs coach, Deuce Staley, who, as we know from the first couple episodes, loves to be animated and loud and be very involved with practice. Well, that becomes a problem <laughs> When your voice goes on you early in the joint practice, here's Deuce Staley dressing down 
his running backs group after a unimpressive uh, series or two. So I want y'all to hear me, hear me, bro. We got an ass kick. We got a f***ing ass kick. Yes. All right? And that's not up to our f***ing standards. So if you like what the f*** happened today, you don't need the f***ing beard. Because I f***ing don't like it. He wasn't attacking. He wasn't catching the f***ing ball. He wasn't hitting the f***ing hole. What the f***? <laughs> Do we have more? I need more. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what the f*** we talk about. That's not what the f*** we about. So you better pick this up. I'm telling you right now. You better pick this up, especially when you get tired. Stop feeling sorry for yourselves. Oh, rest the cards. That's the game. You gotta play when you're tired. You gotta play when you hurt. Coming back with your eyes all big like you're confused. <laughs> Go to the next play. Not good enough. How did the players, and none of them like cracked the smile. I mean, they're getting dressed down and they're trying to make a football team, but... Like it was it the way how animated and fiery up he was it reminded me of the, those YouTube videos that took off a couple of years ago like the NFL lip sync oh yeah well whatever you could plug in whatever it was like used for comedic effect yeah where you saw him all fired up and then it was like a a little boy voice on helium and it was just like <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh and and he was being deadly serious so and they dude, started that quote. You. With him saying, I want you to hear me, hear me good. But like, <laughs> exactly. you literally could hardly hear, hear him. Yeah. Now, I, I, but I want someone to remix that into a song. You know how people can do that? Oh, like, yeah, if yeah, any yeah, of yeah. our listeners can do that, I feel like there's some really good lines in there that you could spin into something great. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll get to the rest of the episode. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. All right, welcome back. Let's move to the back half of the episode in the big preseason game we talked about. It was a late um, a game where, again, the Lions had the lead. 
They almost let it all slip away on a late touchdown, but then get get the stop um, at the end for the first W. And uh, what were some takeaways you had uh, from the preseason affair against the Colts? This is a show that is just absolutely filled with outrageous quotes. But this was one of my favorite quotes of the entire show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't know if that's a quote. No, for me it is. Yasmin Easy, who is um, Abina's wife, uh, yeah. she was going wild the whole time, and I just felt like that was so relatable because if I was. <laughs> That's exactly what I would sound like if I was watching like John out there, if I was watching any of my close friends like you out there, like I would be screaming just like that. That was was my inner monologue during the entirety of uh, COVID in 2020, (laughs) just at all times. (laughs) (laughs) Two little boys at home. Big takeaway there. But um, isn't it weird? Uh, I've thought about this before on Hard Knocks, but when a family that obviously is incredibly family family incredibly invested in their son Mm -hmm. or husband or boyfriend's success on the field and trying to make the team and when they're on the offensive line especially like i i've been covering football for years and years and i don't know the i i lean on brian baldinger and people like that to understand like what a guy's doing so you could tell when a guy's a turnstile but the nuances of that position are, are so fine but when you're in the 200 section mm-hmm. and the person's like career is on the line. That has to be a special kind of like just winging it in terms of emotional support. Are you doing well? Or are you not doing well? Like who knows? She's the most supportive wife ever. The way that she was going crazy. I mean, just think about it though. If you're married to someone who's a long snapper, like how do you, well that no, but you do know that. I guess. Yeah. If you, if you long snap it, but and like, it's a nice snap. Pretty low stress. Good work. Exactly. But <laughs> nice job. Cheers. It's like, oh, oh, his hand placement was terrible there. It's like you need you almost need Baldy next to you. Right. You need a Baldy type. You do. Everybody needs a Baldy. Or you just be supportive no matter what. I think that's I just mean in terms of critical nuance <laughs> to studying your partner's play on the field or she son. seemed very invested. Maybe they watch tape together. Who knows? She's a tape dog. <laughs> uh yeah, so that was good. I thought it was interesting. In the coverage of the game, from NFL Films' perspective, uh, we got to see David Blau have a moment at Mm -hmm. the end of the first half, which was nice because Blau certainly seems like a nice guy, and um, he had to wear it at the end of uh, the previous episode, so showing him get the touchdown pass on a nice throw in the back corner of the end zone at the end of the half. I do wonder, when is my boy Tim Boyle going to get some run? Maybe next week. On this show. I mean, listen, now the clock's ticking. And on that subject. No Jared Goff either. Where is Jared Goff? (laughs) I'm going to save that for when, you know, predictions about coming up episodes. But I I think Tim Boyle deserves some run. Not to mention Ben Johnson. Where is the offensive coordinator of the Lions? Missing. I how do we not? I think Graver, you said at one point we might have seen him like a at the edge of a shot in the side of a frame. Yeah. Like, can we at least give? Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator of the mm-hmm. Detroit Lions, a tiny bit of run in a preseason game before this is over. Right, because Deuce actually, I mean, he's chewing a lot of scenery. Aaron Glenn, I can't too. even talk, and he's getting major segments of the show. You know what? That was so interesting, too, because as you pointed out when we were watching, Dan, Deuce had his voice back almost a couple days later from those joint practices mm-hmm. when he had completely, it was Rasp City. 
Yeah, our boy Sean Kelly had the good take that he was just banging those lozenges. Oh. Hammering them. Yep, tea and honey and lemon. That's what you, you know, do. The voice is in shutdown mode. I think you've probably been in this boat before. It happened to me last year. Um, I screamed at the top of my lungs <laughs> in my house because Giancarlo Stanton hit a grand slam at Fenway <laughs> Park. And then I woke up the next day and my voice was just shot. And I was like, oh, I have like 14 podcasts coming up this week. So I kind of just had to... Um, not talk for two days through the weekend, and then I just croaked my way through the next couple of shows. This scene has completely been deleted from my memory. I don't remember anything that happened from there last was a, season. There was a croaky Sunday night pod, and then on a, we did a power rankings taping with Matt Money Smith, and he was just laughing at me when I admitted wow. why my voice was gone. I've only, it's only happened to me one time, and it was after my bachelorette party in Vegas, and it was my first trip to Vegas, and I lost my voice for a full week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just it's screaming like, for four days sounds like, straight. Yeah, it sounds like you ingested something. Yeah. Uh, Funny um, enough, I'm going to Vegas this weekend, so we'll see what all happens. Right, well, be careful. Um, <laughs> all right, what else? Uh, anything else from the preseason game that you wanted to touch on? Um... I guess the only thing was there was like a funny moment with Aaron Glenn on the sideline um, that had us cracking up when we were watching him during the game. But it was only one word that he kind of like <laughs> erupted with and we can't really play it. It wouldn't really yeah. make sense as a draft. It's but the mother of all swear words. Yeah. So when you watch, yeah. you'll, you'll see. Um, so that was funny. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, all right. Now, let's move on. Is it time for the Lee F. Schreiber quote of the week? I can feel it. It's time. All right. Lee F. Schreiber is not on this show. He's no. on Hard Knocks. He's not on this show. Mm. But thankfully, my longtime friend Jason Zumwalt is a voice artist. And he does not. I want to make this very clear. He only gets, I shoot him the text. He does not know the inflection mm-hmm. from Schreiber. And every time, it's spot on. Here is the latest edition of the Lee Schreiber quote of the week. Uh, I'll give a little just context. It's the Colts player or the players for the Lions are walking along a blue pathway to Colts practice. This isn't Oz. It's day two in Indianapolis, but it is time for the Lions to double down on courage. It's so good. He is so talented. We need a drop for that. Just like uh, that's it's its own section. Right. I think we do. I think we need to send Jason Zumwalt some Detroit style pizza by the mm. end of this show. Yeah. Are we paying him anything for this? Or? I'm working on it. It's just <laughs> Jason's done a lot of pro bono work uh, for around the NFL so over nice the years. So nice of him. But uh, when, uh, you know what? What a kind man. We got him to the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. So that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. I mean, it was to see the Rams win the Super Bowl, and he's a diehard Cardinals fan. Yikes. So maybe we should, we'll figure something out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about, before we get to MVP vote. Plotline predictions? How about some plotline predictions for episode four? Let's, yeah, circle back to Goff here, because my first thought. He's on the team still, right? <laughs> as the episode ended, okay. my first thought was, okay, this is getting awkward. We need to get to Jared Goff. <laughs> but now, like, I thought about it more as, like, no, why not attempt the impossible, a hard knock season where the first string quarterback is not involved in any capacity? Mm-hmm. Well, as we said, Dare the, to dream. the offensive coordinator is also not involved, but for the quarter, the quarterback is usually the main character of the entire team, he is, especially for one of these shows. The, there is a line of Vince Lombardi. I got it from Chris Wessling because he said it often that the only problem, if you want to call it, with 
football is that the rules of football and the sport of itself, sport itself is that the quarterback is so disproportionately important mm-hmm. to the enterprise that it kind of skews things a little bit. And yet, here we are. Not this time. Three hours into Hard Knocks out of five hours. And Jared Goff, his entire um, impact on the show was hitting Hutch on the shoulder pad <laughs> and saying to Hutch's dad, he's doing great out there. That's well, it. I Listen, the Hard Knocks crew, they've dealt with Jared Goff a lot, and they've probably exhausted a lot of Jared Goff, like personal storylines and things. And yeah. they, and they pro- as a service to the viewers, they don't want to be repetitive. Oh, it's a service. I, I don't <laughs> feel like we're missing a lot. Greater. But aren't you curious to know if Jared Goff moved to Detroit and also built a little golf course in his backyard <laughs> there, too? I am curious. I don't need a whole – I don't – you know how, like, on prestige television – They'll they'll just follow one of the characters for the entire hour, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, why don't we actually just? All right, I'll let indulge yourself. I don't need like episode four to be fifty eight minutes of Jared Goff. No, but I would like to check in with Jared Goff. Like, where's Jared Goff in? Is, is a former number one overall pick, clearly a bridge quarterback. He's probably not the future, but he's very much the present, and he has obviously a golden opportunity to reestablish himself. There is some meat on this uh, narrative bone. Maybe even just a wellness check at this point. Like, Jared, are you okay? How are you doing? It's like, has Dan Should Campbell talk? ever talked to you before? Oh. Like, that would be my first question. Does Dan know your name? <laughs> That's terrible. Um, I'm still waiting, and I'll continue to say this until it happens, because I've seen so many Hard Knock seasons, um, a visit downtown that pays homage to the Detroit music scene. Soul, blues, hip-hop, garage rock, something that's got to be coming, right? And cars. That's what I want. Cars. I, I mean, even the comedian that was in this uh, episode, which we'll touch on in a little bit. Yes, cars need to be involved. Ford is a huge deal there, right? And I think it's... Well done, Colleen. Come on. And, and it's in the open with the tires and the cars and all of it. So that's got to happen, too. I would say the Detroit Lions and their ownership group do agree that Ford is a huge deal. It's, it's, it's yeah. a massive part of the <laughs> enterprise, everybody. Also, I think that coming up, we'll see maybe a little... Jeff Akuda um, action because oh, we haven't yeah. really seen anything from him. So maybe the starting cornerback battle will be a little bit of a storyline to weave in coming up this week. But I, I will say that even though there's some things that, you know, Jamison Williams, right. who we just learned in the news that, you know, he's expected to start the season, I believe, on the pup list. And we knew that because yeah. he's coming off the ACL. Um, it'd be interesting just to see this rookie that everyone's so excited about this electrifying wide receiver as right. he rehabs the knee. I don't know if we're going to get that, but in general, I feel like the storytelling in the season has felt fresh while at the same time feeling like hard knocks. So I, I, I don't have any complaints. Um, I don't even, I'm not even like a big, like, all right, send two players into the city guy. I'm not, no. I'm just saying I'm so used to seeing it that I'm expecting it. And it hasn't happened yet. I think that's why this season has been so good because it's not they're not doing things because they have to do it, because they've done it before, because it feels like the viewers are used to it. They're just telling right. the stories that are there and they're good and they are fresh. And, you know, we love this show. Uh, but if you want to be fair, there is a criticism from some people that say sometimes there's a sameness if you watch season after season. So, yeah, maybe this this is a conscious effort to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. I like that. That's uh, we'll see. We all got to evolve. Everybody, you got to learn, you got to grow, you got to develop, and then maybe you will become an MVP. And remember, 
remember. Oh, that was your transition. That was it. That was oh, it. I tried to throw it to you son and of a I was gun. waiting. All right. <laughs> An MVP. It's time. Remember, this is vector voting. Which is what again? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> okay. Every vote counts. Gravedigger will take care of it. There's addition involved. That was, remember, we, you were asking me what was the third thing I had asked you? Right. Or we asked for merch. Yep. Got it. Yep. Ding. Check. Asked for Detroit pizza. I believe you're working on it. Coming soon. Ooh. All right. Uh, here's the merch. Oh, my gosh. I love my shirt. I just got it right before we started this episode. I can't wait to wear it. It's so soft. And the third request I had, Graver, was addition. Basic addition, tallying up the votes throughout episode one through five. On it. Yeah. So anyway, um, it's a weighted voting system. Third place vote, second place vote, first place vote. And at the end of the year, Graver does the math. We declare the MVP of Hard Knocks. Mm -hmm. Let's go third place vote, starting with Connie. Okay, so third place for me. This week was a little difficult. The first two episodes. You said that last week, too. You know, I think because the first episode was easy for mm. me. And then I think this week was even a little bit more difficult than last week. My third place vote is going to go to Jamal Williams because he was <laughs> such a character during those <laughs> joint practices that it was hard to yeah. not notice him. And his personality is so big and his energy just pops off the screen. So... Jamal Williams, for me, is third place. It's a good call. I don't have him on my list, but I understand why you did it because he is it, – it, he makes for uh, entertaining television, mm-hmm. and that's the goal here. I was a little annoyed by him. Like, his antics in the practice were a little much for me. Like, I would – I felt it he to was be the main a part over the of top. those practices, though. Like um, that, him and, and Franklin. He just wanted to shut up. It was like he was so obsessed with settling scores. But maybe, again, this is a professional athlete. Like, this is maybe how he gets juiced and this lets mm-hmm. him play at his highest level. I don't know. But uh, yes, I found, I watched that with a smile on my face or more just like a, huh? What's going on with this guy? Was, the smile like, turned into a grimace. Yeah, it was more like, a, not a grimace, but more like a, <laughs> huh? Yeah. <laughs> what's up with yeah, what's Jamal going on Williams with him? today? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Third place vote for Jamal Jamal Williams. Uh, my third place vote, and I think this is someone that's on your uh, list, is Josh Adams, the Motown mm-hmm. king of comedy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I, love that one. You know, it is very difficult to uh, – that's a tough spot uh-huh. because Adams uh, is going into this room filled with – professional athletes and macho guys and they're very much in that mode in terms of competition it was like that's a group that's a family that's a that's click a, yep and it's like impress us mm-hmm. and he has to go there and do it and damn it did josh adams impress him he slayed he killed oh my god in his uh set that we watch here there here's here's one um when he looked over to the number two overall pick and addressed hutchinson Hey, Hutch, what's up, boy? You good? Great. You just look like a big-ass boy band member. What's up with you, man? <laughs> just Justin Timberlake coming off the heads. Dang, you know what he look like? <laughs> just a big, strong Backstreet Boy. <laughs> <laughs> if Ad- is Adam's coming up on your list, too? He is. Okay, so we'll hold, we'll hold there. So he's yep. my vote because I just, again, I respect that he went into that room and won the crowd over and just was funny as hell. So yeah. third place vote, Josh Adams. I absolutely loved him, but he was not my second place vote. Whoa, ah! you really like Josh Adams. I loved Adams. him so much. <laughs> I loved him so much.
much. He can't. I mean, at this point, I'm just. I would never want to step on your first place vote, but I never imagined the stand-up comic that went into the meeting room. He was, was my gonna- favorite. That was. He had so many good lines. I laughed so many times. I'm never not going to see Aiden Hutchinson as Justin Timberlake or a Backstreet Boy coming off the edge like that. He he called Dan Campbell like Hulk Hogan. He was so good. He came in. He hooked everybody with the his signing bonus was two hundred dollars line, right. and like that was it. That was his in. So I I gave him a first place vote. I mean, all right, we'll, we'll get to yeah. that. We'll get to first place. Um, but, but your second place vote. Second place vote. It was between Dan Campbell and Deuce Daly, and I gave it to Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell is just – it's so hard to 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 beat him because of the presence that he has, the crazy things that he says that don't even make sense, but I still love them, and I still remember them. I mean, paint your faces and sharpen your spears. Like that <laughs> – what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Absolutely. He's a Let's quote go. machine. Yeah, so he's – for me, winning is everything to him, and they finally got a win for him. So it's a big week for him. And I, I want Dan Campbell to be successful because, you know, as a fan of a downtrodden team, eternally downtrodden team, the Jets, I view the Lions as brethren. I'd love to see it. And they're in the NFC, so they're not my issue anyway. I would love to see the Lions and Dan Campbell rise. But even if it didn't work out ultimately, mm-hmm. Dan Campbell has proven himself as a great kind of teacher of men and a man who loves ball and loves the sport. He's going to be around – NFL for as long as he wants to be around NFL. I've really had. He's flying that plane. He is. My he is flying the plane. Uh, second for me, I'm going to give it to uh, Khalil Pimpleton. Oh yeah. Again, his name is Khalil Pimpleton. Uh, he when he's trying to think, what am I going to do uh, in front of this team? He says I'm going to juggle. And again, I just thought the gumption. It's everything I, I teach my. I try to teach my sons. You know, don't do what you think makes you fit in. Just do what you feel you should do and stand strong and just go do it. And then you he made be some your own plays. man in this world. Yeah, and he made some plays in the uh, joint practices. And I just thought, uh, here's an underdog that I could get behind. Pimp. Pimp. It's a great well, nickname, I, too. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my gosh. I, I just <laughs> caught that because I was like, who's he calling pimp out there? That makes a whole lot of sense. Um, yeah, it's a good one. And... Um, your, so your first is going to be Josh Adams. Do you want to hear Josh on Dan Campbell? Yes. All right, let's hear it. Y'all got shit popping. I ain't no coaches that big. Damn. <laughs> we need you on special teams. <laughs> all the coaching, cuz. We need you out there breaking up the wedge, fam. <laughs> he walked up to me, big as shit. Oh, how you doing? I'm like, what the f-? I'm like, when did Hulk Hogan start coaching this bitch, fam? <laughs> What's going on, brother? <laughs> so true. It's also like the the little elements of the joke that you know his routine kills, like breaking up the wedge. I just love that. Oh. Like he, you know, you know who knows he's, ball? Josh Adams. He's really good. <laughs> he, he knows is funny. ball. Calling funny. Alex Anzalone Thor. I mean, right. it was just really. It was a good set. I enjoyed it. It was a great set. So good job, Josh Adams. Um, I do have Dan Campbell with my first place vote for ah. everything that we've talked about. Yep. It was weird. Did you think it was weird? I know you thought it was weird because we talked about it already before the, we started talking into the mics. Did you think it was weird, Connie, that when 
Josh Adams is going off on Dan Campbell in a lighthearted way, but in a yes. pointed way, we never got a reaction shot to Campbell. Yes, and I was watching the to see the players' eyes, and some of them were like had a little bit of like they were nervous, nervous laughing, starting. and I was wondering if they were looking at Campbell because maybe he wasn't happy about it. And but by, I, I'm sure he he seems like a guy that can way, absolutely take a joke. And let's let's just be fair because we are we've been complimenting NFL films and how brilliant they are. If there is an overhead shot of the entire coaching staff pulling back a maniacal Dan Campbell trying to race to the front of the stage to beat the comedian uh, into the ground, uh, we need to see it. He was sharpening his spear. Yeah. We, yeah he's like physically sharpening a spear in the corner while the comedian is uh, lightheartedly insulting him. Yes, we need to see it, I was, NFL Films. I was really wondering about that because they had cutaways of everyone else that he was ripping on. Unless he wasn't in the room, which doesn't sound like Dan Campbell's style, we need to see how Dan Campbell reacted yeah. to that. Yep. Unless I'm he, unless it was, you know, a reaction. But they probably would have showed that. But here's a unless conspiracy theory. Unless they had theory. to, like, take it out or something. Oh. Unless he didn't love it, and then the Lions are like, we don't love it. Oh. A little conspiracy theory. Okay. All right. So Dan Campbell gets my first place vote because, again, I think he's absolutely so far three episodes and lived up to the hype of what we thought. He's a quote machine. He's high energy. And he's just like, he's the sun in this universe. Yeah. He's the straw that stirs the drink. He sure is. All right. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week, next Tuesday night, (laughs) uh, for another recap for the penultimate episode of the 17th season of Hard Knocks. I can't believe it goes fast. 17. Goes fast. And, uh... I hope people are sticking with the show to the very end because I think they've built this up and it's going to be a lot of fun to see how these underdogs come through. The Blauhard Nation standing up. Mm-hmm. Maybe some more Jared Goff. Can we get one more scream? Yes. Ah! Whoa. Oh my God. Loved it. <laughs> All, right. All right. Until next week. Later. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.
Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.